Okay, so this is an emergency sermon. If you're watching this, it means I've either been kidnapped or away on a secret spy mission or worse, stuck on the London Underground. So don't forget me, LCAC. I will remember you. Okay, so the message today is entitled Running Away From God. And I have three points. Running away from God. Symbols. Cue video game music. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish away from the presence of the Lord. So the first thing we see is Jonah running. And it's very, very obvious that he's running. God says, go this way to Nineveh. Jonah goes that way to Tarshish. It's the opposite direction that he's running away from God. He even gets on a boat. That's like your mom saying, hey, Calvin, get vaccinated. But instead, you go to the COVID ward and you take all their masks and you wipe your face with all the COVID infected masks. Jonah goes the opposite direction of God's word. God's word. Jonah goes the opposite direction from God's word. But that's the thing. It's a reaction to God's word. It's the reaction to the Bible. So if you're sitting there watching this video, but the words are going in one ear and going out the other ear, that's the same thing as Jonah. You're running away from God's word. And that's our first point. Running away. Numero point two. Away. Verse 4, But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to their God, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, What do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. So imagine this, you're sleeping at home on Sunday when suddenly you're woken up by your non-Christian friend who says to you, what are you doing? Why are you still sleeping? You have to get to church right now to join the prayer meeting. Your non-Christian friend is encouraging you to go to church to worship God. <laughs> and the amazing thing is, Jonah says nothing in response. He doesn't do anything, zero. He just sleeps. <laughs> He doesn't do anything at all. But the non-Christians, they're freaking out. They're praying. They're running around like headless chickens. But Jonah is still And here's the second point. You could be very, very far away from God, but still look cool. Still feel very, very chill. Still feel like, hey, I'm feeling okay. I mean, you've stopped running, but that's because you have stopped caring. 
And that's scary because you become immune to all the alarms, to all the wake-up calls, to all the storms that God has sent your way to wake you up. The world could be ending, but you would still be sleeping. You know anyone like that? Second point, being far away from God can mean that you're just fast asleep to God's wake-up calls, even to God's judgment. Verse 7, And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. They said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Essentially, the God who made everything. Verse 10, Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. And they killed Jonah and lived happily ever after. No, that's not what they did. <laughs> of course they did it. Verse 11. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you, that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. Verse 12. He said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. So then they killed Jonah and lived happily ever after. No, they didn't. Actually, they tried to save Jonah's life. Verse 13. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore, they cried out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not on us innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as you have pleased. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. In other words, they became Christians. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I mean, imagine the worst speaker in LCAC. He's super lazy. He doesn't care about you guys. He turns up late and he comes to you to speak at LCAC this Sunday morning. I wonder who he is. He doesn't care about you. He is the worst speaker you've ever met. But in the end, everyone becomes a Christian. <laughs> Not because of his obedience, but precisely because of his disobedience. What does this teach us? Well, God can use anyone, even idiot speakers from Cambridge. But secondly, it means even prophets like Jonah need to repent sometimes. I don't care, just throw me into the sea. He doesn't care about these people. He doesn't want to preach to these guys in Nineveh, his enemies. He doesn't like them. He doesn't want God to save them. If God said, go and preach to your own church, preach to your friends, he would say, oh yeah, sure, I would love to do that, God. But to my enemies, no way. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to run away from your command. Is there someone that God is telling us to speak to about Jesus? But we say to him, you know what? No way, not that guy. Or we might say, oh, LCAC is so far away. I have to wake up early. I have to take a train there. Ah, so my fine line. I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. I even have to do this stupid video for them. No, thankfully, we have someone better than Jonah. We have Jesus who died for us on the cross. 
And when he died on the cross, he did this willingly and obediently before God and lovingly for us. Even though we sin against him, we rejected him, he died on the cross for our sins. So that concludes our emergency sermon for today. How is that? To pass the bread, if I don't see you again, I leave you my banana. To Sichun, I leave you my box of Hello Pandas. And to the rest of you, I leave you with this prayer. Thank you, Father, for Jesus who died for us so that we will stop running from you, but running towards you, knowing that we will be forgiven, knowing that we will be received in love, knowing that we will be restored as your sons and daughters in Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, uh, seriously, I hope I make it there. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that.